Hi guys, this is Dee. I'm the Wellbeing Officer at the Fashion Retail Academy and welcome to our Black History Month 2022 podcast. Here with me are four students from the Bra and I will let them introduce themselves. I'm Michaela. I'm Naomi. I'm Grace. I'm Letitia. Right, so just to kick things off, um, so we're going to start off by talking about black culture and fashion. So the first question I want to ask you guys is who inspires you? Personally, I think the brand, well, not a specific person, but the brand Harifa or Hanifa, I'm pretty sure, like that brand focuses more on like shape. And that's very important in the black culture. I feel like um, as females, we're like put into the state of need to look a certain type of way. I feel like Hanifa focuses on shape, which is really good, you know? Especially someone who's not slim, you know? Like, it's good. Um, I feel like when it comes to this question, like people expect you to have someone like really important who's like done a massive movement. But I think even just like people, not necessarily with a big platform, but just a platform can inspire you. But personally, um, who inspires me is Stormzy stylist Melissa's wardrobe. But that's what she's called on Instagram. Um, I just think her whole lifestyle, like what she stands for, it's really inspiring, and she's very honest and like authentic, which I really appreciate. Um, she's a stylist, she's an interior designer, she's got lots of different things going for her and I think that's really good. Um, I think for me, I don't really keep up too much with celebrities and stuff, but Zendaya is always everywhere, so you can't really go without seeing her. I just think she, since she was young, like on Disney Channel, she's, she's carved a place in the industry and when you think just like, black women who like inspire you for our generation, Zendaya is just one of them. And I just think every time she goes on the red carpet, she represents different hairstyles and she just stands out for like the black community, so Zendaya for me. I would say Virgil Abloh, I feel like everybody knows him, like his work with Off-White and like Louis Vuitton, like um, his work as a designer is pretty much monumental. I don't think anyone could ever reach his level. Uh, as a black designer, like he's really that good. Like he left a stamp that I don't, I don't know. Like it's just very impactful on the fashion world, and it's very sad that he's died. But I think you know, like a lot of people just like look up to him and see him as like someone that you know they wish they could be like. And you know, I'd like to you know, I I look up to him because he's someone that like left a really big mark. And even though he was very simplistic in the way he did things. He was able to show, like you know, he was able to show, like show the world black designers and bring them to life. I think for me, um, even though maybe she has done some designs, I'm not really too sure. But I would say Naomi Campbell has been literally at the forefront in terms of the fashion world, given that she's a supermodel. But I wouldn't even say that she's more so a supermodel. She's pretty much mega like yeah. in the sense where you know she really stood out as pretty much one of a very few um black models out there um in the fashion world that has really put themselves out there and the content that she she delivers is absolutely amazing um she doesn't really hold back she is just all for it and the way she represents um, black people as a whole and how she explores different cultures as well within that is really impressive and she's really set the mark um, for future models as well for the future and I feel like she's a major inspiration in that sense because she's 
really been able to just exude black excellence. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but why do you feel like with your inspirations, why do they inspire you? I personally think to be able to come out of your comfort zone, like Naomi Campbell did, you know, it's really important as black people to be able to not be restricted to certain type of like um, stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Like we should just be free and there's so much creativity and passion within us. But like it's definitely important to be able to just do what we want to do and be able to express ourselves through creative arts, for example, fashion, design, anything, to be honest. That's what I aim to do. And I also aim to encourage other black people to do that as well. That is amazing, honestly. And good luck to you as well. How about the rest of you? Yeah, I'd like to add on to what she said. I think it's all about being unapologetic and just being proud with whatever you stand for and really set an example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, are there any trends that derive especially from, or specifically from black culture that people may not know? Um, in my project, I spoke about this a lot, but one is from the civil rights movement when obviously they were protesting. Mm -hmm. The like the Black Panther Party, what they wore, like the jackets, the black uniform, really showed people how fashion can help causes. And from that, this kind of militant fashion came about. So like nowadays, like um, there's just quite a few, I can't remember off the top of my head, but a lot of people recognize that, you know, the way you dress really helps. And you even see it on the runway a lot, like with the black jackets and stuff like that. I really love that. Like, <laughs> I love it when like, you would see like, people on the runway just expressing culture. Yeah. I really love it. And even like with the Black Panther um, party, that's really cool. I think one day we should like have a party or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish it didn't like, it's not as known. And I wish like, even now, like when we went to like go to protests or something, that we come like unified, like together, yeah. just like show strength. That's why we like, might see me wear berating. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say I feel like this one. I would say it's kind of like it just depends on how you see it. But like if we look back at like Y2K and like hip hop fashion, mm -hmm. like if you look back then like the videos, like hip hop fashion, like I feel like black people really did like carry that a lot, like the baggy jeans, oversized like basketball jerseys, things like that. And like even like video vixens for Christ's sake, like I feel mm -hmm. like the whole like idea and like the style, you do see that creeping up a lot more nowadays. And I feel like that's something that black people have like really carried through and like, they never forgot. It was always just there. Like, even if you go through your mom's closet now, you'll be yeah. surprised. You'll see, yeah. you'll see a few things and you'll be like, yeah, like, you know, that works. That works with what's here now and what was back then. And I think that's something black people really did like carry. Internet. So for those that are listening in, do you want to break down further so what Y2K is? Y2K, how do I explain that? It's like the it's like, 2000s. Yeah, like 2000s fashion. Like, um, started, like, in my research, I saw that it started from like the 1990s, like Afrofuturism. Mm -hmm. And then from that evolved like Y2K, like Destiny's Child. Yeah, they really yeah. like, you know, um, Missy Elliott, like the baggy, yeah. like, um, the tracksuit and then what what really pushed it out was like why like um celebrities like britney spears but you didn't really see like before it was called that ghetto because you saw like destiny's child wear it but when britney spears wore it when paris hilton wore it yeah like the juicy couture yeah, tracksuit that's when people yeah. were like oh this is the style i want to wear this is what i want to wear which is why people often forget that it originated with 
black black culture and black people. But that's that's what I found out, yeah. Right, so on to the next topic. So the next topic is focusing on black owned businesses in fashion. So the first question to ask you guys is what brands stand out the most to you guys and why? Um sorry. I'd like to say um Cortez. Right, I know it's mm. a more current brand. Um I follow the kind of creative director found on Instagram, Clint, and I think he's really like very proud about what he's doing and he's encouraging his audience and he's just very like I don't know what the word to say but like he's just very proud of his brand like he's always posting about it he's always trying to get new customers and I think during the pandemic when they the way they were advertising marketing mm -hmm. like doing the random drops and everyone like getting a password from Twitter to go into the website I think it was really creative and yeah yeah, I like the way he's done like the password, even though sometimes it's really hard to access like yeah. the link and stuff, but the password really helps people engage in like his um, his brand in general because it lets them like be a part of it. Yeah. Like, oh guys, what's the next drop? Did you get Cortez top or something like that? This <laughs> is really good. And like even for example, the big brand like Telfar. Telfar bags just run out quickly. Like I'm still waiting for one. <laughs> <laughs> like they even did that rainbow rainbow drop recently on like yeah, the 23rd yeah. last month. And hmm, <laughs> damn. I said to God, you had to be there to understand yeah. the rush. You'd be in a queue for one bag, and Lord, you wouldn't even get the bag. But it just shows like brands like that. You won't think anything, like when you said Telfar bag at first, like when I first saw it, I would have thought, mm, I don't know, it doesn't really look that amazing. But then you start to see a bit more and you're like, okay, like I see the hype, like yeah. very nice, you know, simple bag that you can carry just everywhere. Like no matter the size, it just fits for everything. And I think everyone needs that, like one bag where you can yeah. just carry anywhere, yeah. no matter where you're going. How much is the bag? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. It's really, it's quite pricey. I think I would say like probably range from like 100 to 200. Yeah, like and that's just for the small one. Oh. Yeah, retail. Yeah, resell. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people they had to pay like fifty dollars for delivery and everything. Like yeah, yeah. To get. you get you need like bag security like because people are trying to be stealing that out of your bag like right. you don't need that. Yeah. Right, so let's talk about the brands that blew up during the COVID-19 pandemic. Who are those brands? Mm, you know what, as much as, I don't, I'm not, but like, I would say Trapstar. Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone has their thing about Trapstar, but let's be honest, that jacket, that black jacket <laughs> with yeah. the Trapstar on the back, yeah. with the hood, everybody, I feel like that was such a thing, like, Everyone just needed that jacket. Why? I do not know. But <laughs> it's, it's uniform. Yeah. It's really uniform for a lot of black people. Um, nothing wrong with the jacket. But like, I just feel like Chapstar really just blew up. I don't think, I didn't really know about the brand beforehand. Yeah. It wasn't until like, I just saw everyone posting their back. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. Post the jacket with their back and you just see that Chapstar written. And I thought like, wow, like, and something about that is just like, he does it every now and then. like. So it's, it's exclusive. Yeah, yeah, and he knows what he's doing because he only has like certain amount and you gotta be there to get it. If you don't get it, then tough luck. You just gotta wait for someone to resell. And I think that's something a lot of brands are doing nowadays, like building the hype by having only a small amount of stock because they know that 
if people aren't able to get on time, they can resell it. And then it kind of promotes more like hype for their brand. And I think that's like, kind of that's really smart because not a lot of people would think of that. They'll just kind of be like, oh, we have like a thousand, so, you know, just wait, yeah. you'll get it. I think that's such a smart way to promote like your business, especially for like black businesses. I feel like not all black businesses, but some of them really start low. And I feel like to be able to now use that tactic of only selling some or using passwords like Clint does for Cortez is really, it's such a cool way to advertise because it's like, oh guys, are you ready for the drop? You know, like. Yeah, but I think it like shouldn't be mistaken like when you see a black-owned business brand because I remember during lockdown when Kylie Jenner posted a dress and then it was by a black designer and people like enraged because she didn't tag the designer mm. and I think people associate like kind of pity with black brands mm. because they don't get acknowledged as much but I think it's all about creating an equal playing field for everyone and just mm -hmm. showing the same genuine appreciation for each brand. Definitely like low-key brands like that we've mentioned like Trapstar, Cortez, you know, the small low-key but also effective brands, mm -hmm. they really did. I feel like there's a lot of brands that are kind of going along like the Cortez Trapstar route in a sense, like that's how they're starting out their business with like tracks, mainly like tracks with like mm -hmm. brands like Carsico, things like that, like they're really starting to kind of like come out slowly. Like you see them every now and then on your TikTok page, but I think obviously, I think sometimes, you know, like depending on how they market their brand and how they deal with things with their brand kind of kind of like makes people off putting off of them. Um, but I feel like those brands are kind of stuck, like a lot of streetwear brands made by black people are slowly starting to come out a lot more than they used to. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about discussion points regarding marketing techniques, production and value of black own businesses and fashion, what do you guys feel? I feel like with um, black owned businesses and fashion, there's a, they start off with really small like productions, like communities, so a lot of the work that they're doing is like um, in a small group, whereas like other brands that are really playing, like for example, Louis Vuitton, they have big, big industries, big like market, like, you know, platforms, but with like small, brands I feel like the the value at which they place their like clothes and accessories for should be the prices that they're at because they do work hard they put in the effort they put in the creativity skills you can tell that you know this was made with love mm -hmm. you know like so in terms of how do you guys represent black culture through your work at Fra? What examples could you provide in terms of projects that you've delivered so far at Fra, or what do you plan to do in the future once you start Fra? Um, I think obviously my first year here and I started my first project and we have to make a mini magazine. I naturally gravitate towards things like close to me and like about my culture. So when it came to picking music genre, I picked grime, which is predominantly black people. And I wrote an article about Virgil Abloh. Um, yeah, I just think, I was trying to say my comfort zone, but even then I learned so much that I didn't already know, so yeah. Uh, for my FMP, I did um, how black culture and people have impacted and still impact the fashion industry. And I learned so much that I didn't know, like, for example, the trends, there was also like the Harlem Renaissance, I'm pretty sure it's called. 
obviously hip hop in the militant fashion and how people like Rihanna and Virgil, Virgil Abloh have like like pushed the boundaries of luxury and hip hop because they're much more close and entwined. And I just thought like, I just found it easier to, not easier, but like, cause obviously cause I'm black, I know that I can word it in a way that is easy. Like just words just come out cause I did a magazine on it. And even I just thought my teacher said to me during 2020 or 2021, so many people did like black history month for their magazines. But this year I was the only one doing it. So she just said that it's a constant conversation that needs to happen and she's happy that I can show it through my work. So I just thought that was, that was just really amazing. Yeah. So with all of the girls, are you planning on doing projects like this that are immersed in black culture um, in the future? Um, and if so, what are you planning on doing or what would you like to do? Um, I would say yes. I would definitely do more projects like this because I feel like as much as yes, there's already like black people out there that we already see, I feel like there needs to be a lot more of us. Like we need to be able to show our creativity in a way that not many people kind of see us through. Like obviously a lot of black people, we are stereotypes like, and I feel like they kind of forget that we are people sometimes that, you know, we have ideas, we have like things we want to go for. And I feel like through our projects, we're able to show like, oh, like, for example, me, I did a project on femininity and eroticism, which is something that like could be seen kind of like bad with like African parents. Like I know for me, if I was to kind of like wear the outfits I kind of designed, <laughs> my parents would not be happy. Um, and I even had a conversation with my mum like about OnlyFans and how she would feel if I was to do it, just as research and. It was a very peculiar conversation. <laughs> she didn't know what it was, but I think like it's good to kind of open your eyes to things that is not always kind of seem as normal in our kind of culture. Like, you know, as parents, like African parents, you know, they're a bit like, um, you know, like, you know, this is not really for us. Like, but you know, at the same time, you got to open their eyes because everyone's generation is different. And I think by, you know, doing projects on it, it kind of is opening their eyes a bit more and they get to see like, you know, like maybe it's not as bad as we thought it was back then, you know? And like, we're able to make a way for ourselves, which is something they may not always see sometimes. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like our generation, it's just like got so much potential to change and mm -hmm. to evolve. And I think it seems harder than it is to have these conversations or, you know, talk about these things, but it's just, any small progress, like any progress is still progress. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, so to round things up, um, what are you guys able to take from the topics that we've discussed so far? That as as um, the black community, we shouldn't be afraid, we should be more free. I know we already are, but we should express ourselves in many different ways if it's possible. We should be able to do and show what we want to put out whether it's to the fashion industry or like our culture as a whole, we should be able to just do it without um, any like, any other commentators saying anything about it, if that makes sense. Like we should be able to just do what we want, you know? Um, I would say that you gotta realize you only have one life. Like you don't get to do what you're doing now again. Like you don't get that chance. And I feel like 
no matter the circumstances that you're in, like even if there's been like bad things that have been happening in your life, I feel like you always have to kind of take that and like don't sit on it and let it sit in your head forever. Like, cause that will bring you down. You gotta be like, you know what, like this happened. Yes, it was awful, but you know, God, take that and be like, you know what, I'm gonna use that as my next step to get where I want to be. Because I feel like in this life, you got the only person that can kind of push yourself to achieve your best. Because at the end of the day, it's always gonna be you, like getting to these places. Like you've always stuck by you. So nothing should stop you now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've always just got to know that we can do this no matter what. We just have to try our best. I think it's just important not to be ashamed of like who you are, where you come from. Like everybody's story is different and valid in their own ways. So I think it's just important to just own it and just, yeah, help ashamed. Yeah, I just think post-pandemic, we kind of have such an opportunity to be proud of your blackness and just be proud that of your culture and to really use the momentum from it to push past all the barriers that might have been in place um, pre-pandemic. So I just, yeah, I just want to be proud just to be black and show it through my work.